Welcome to Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, where I drink, discuss, and discover the world of distilled spirits. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. This is episode 62, and I'm drinking Chinar. For each episode of this podcast, you should expect that I'll be well-researched and educational, also entertaining and consistent in my reviews. I chose to feature Chinar for this episode because, though it was rather obscure not so long ago in the United States, a bottle of Chinar with its distinctive label can be spotted on many well-stocked bars these days. It's one of the more common Amaro, and a rather approachable one as well. As one of the first Amaro I tried, I've intended to feature Chinar pretty much since the beginning. The bottle I have for the tasting is the common size available in the United States, which is a 1 liter. It is 16.5% alcohol by volume, making it 32 proof, and it sells for about $28 in the United States. The bottle is rather plain. I'd describe it as a large green glass wine bottle. The label on the front is the distinctive part that makes Chinar stand out. It's large, mostly red, and features the distinctive artichoke in the middle, more on that in just a bit, with the word Chinar in white surrounded by gold across the center. Then the bottle is capped with a matching red screw top. Okay, so let's give it a taste. Let's open this bottle up. It's got a screw cap. Let's see if I can get it. Comes right off. And now for a pour. There we go. It's fairly low proof, so giving myself an ample pour. As with all spirits for this podcast, I'm using a clean Glencairn glass for the tasting. That's a whiskey nosing glass. Allows you to get a good look at the spirit. You can swirl it without much of it splashing out if you're careful and you know what you're doing. It also allows the aromas to gather up at the top and kind of concentrate. The Glencairn is tulip-shaped. In the glass, Chinar is brown, essentially. It's clear. It's not cloudy, but it is brown. So let's try it on the nose. It's got a sweet herbaceousness to it. I don't really think it smells like artichoke. I can't tell you the last time I actually smelled an artichoke, but uh, let's give it another whiff. I want to say it smells almost like cola to me. Almost like a heavy cola syrup. There's no sharpness. It's rather mellow and sweet. Familiar, though. The familiarity for me on the nose is the smokiness, I believe. It reminds me of Sfumato, one of my favorite Amaros that I've featured on the show in the past. That's made with Rebabaro or uh, rhubarb. It gives it a smokiness. Chinar may have that in it. I'm not sure, but uh, that's the, the sense I get on the nose. Okay, let's go for a taste. Hmm. It's low proof, 16.5% ABV, so no real bite to it. It's sweet, first and foremost. I get a slight bitterness, bittersweet, as an amaro, which is Italian for bitter. It's meant to be a little bitter. That's the point of it, actually. But the bitterness is very light. It's sweet, first and foremost. Let's go for another taste.
I get a little cinnamon spice as it finishes. Other than that, a little caramely, bittersweet, toffee perhaps, toffee caramel, almost one and the same. That's good. Really easy drinking. Very moderately bitter. I'd barely describe it as bitter, but I have a palate for bitter. I drink my coffee black. I like Amaro, so some people might find it very bitter. Though indeed it is actually bittersweet. Fair amount of sugar in this, I'm quite certain. And I want to say I taste cola. Cola flavor is what comes through to me. Could be that um, jumping ahead a bit here on the back label, they recommend a chinar and cola as a cocktail. So maybe that's what's influenced me. Could be, though, that the flavors are quite complementary. Okay, let's move on to the history. But before we do, note chinar is pronounced chinar. I always pronounced it Sinar. I pronounce the C-Y as a S sound as Sinar, but indeed it's more like a hard C in Italian, so it's Chinar. Anyway, side note, it's Chinar if you're ordering it at a bar or at the liquor store and you need help asking for Chinar. From a historical perspective, Chinar is not very complex. And while it's an Italian Amaro, one often expects or even hopes that it's steeped in some old world mystique or rediscovered forgotten recipe, this is not the case with Chinar. Chinar was invented in 1952 by Angelo Daly Molli, an Italian businessman and later in life, due in large part to Chinar, he became a philanthropist with a noted utopian leaning. Campari Group, the current owner of the brand, also credit Amadeo and Mario Daily Molly along with Angelo for the invention. I believe these are brothers. I can't find any indication as to why Angelo chose to get into the spirits business and when he did, why he chose to use artichoke as the star of his concoction. But he seems to have known what he was doing because Chinar quickly became a success. Advertising played a role in this early success. The brand was advertised in Italy on Caracello, and I mentioned this way back in episode 14 on Aperol. Caracello was an Italian advertising show that had approximately three-minute-long advertisements. These were in the form of short comedies, sketches, and other entertainment with a product being promoted. Caracello was quite popular, with an audience of up to 20 million. In this format, Chinar was promoted using famous Italian actors who, in rather bizarre ads, end with the lead sitting at a table in the middle of Milan traffic drinking Chinar. The slogan, which is translated from Italian, was Against the Stress of Modern Life. I'll post a link to one of the full-length ads in show notes. It's worth a watch. Chinar seems to have done well in Italy through the 1960s and into the 70s. In 1976 or 77, depending upon which source cites it, Angelo sold Chinar to Bowles, the storied Dutch distiller of Geneva and other liqueurs. This represented Bowles' first major move beyond their core of largely Netherlands-focused Geneva and liqueurs. Bowles seems to have sought out diversification in their brand portfolio, and venturing into the Italian Amaro market with Chinar looks to have been a good move for them. As consolidation continued in the spirits industry, Bowles grew and in the early 1990s merged with Wessanen, forming Bowles Wessanen. By 1995, however, the Italian business was up for sale and Campari Group acquired it from Bowles Wessanen, giving them ownership of Chinar. Campari owns the brand as of this recording in 2021. In fact, they've added other notable Amaro to their portfolio since, including the aforementioned Aperol that Campari purchased in 2003 via the merger with the company Barbero 1891. So there's the Chinar ownership saga. But what of the name? Chinar is derived from the Latin name for the artichoke, Chinara. This word, however, didn't just appear. It, too, has roots. 
The artichoke has been cultivated since at least the 4th century BC, and it was said to have been fertilized with ashes way back then. And that's where the plant gets its name. Chinis is the Latin word for ash, and a variation of this word beget chinara, the plant fertilized with ashes. So there's the story. But now, how's it made? It's a secret recipe. And if you couldn't see that coming, you haven't been following this podcast much. Always is the case with Amaro, and to be honest, most liqueurs in general, we don't really know what's in them or how they're made. What we do know about Chinar is it's made with 13 herbs, and the star of which is artichoke leaves. These herbs, or call them botanicals if you prefer, are steeped or macerated in a neutral spirit to impart their flavor to the drink. But my research did uncover the rather obvious fact that there's added sugar. A bit less obvious is the fact that there's caramel color added. It's listed in tiny type on the back label, plus some citric acid. Beyond that, Campari won't say how it's made or what's in it. It is made in Italy, so it's authentic. So now, on to cocktails and consumption. Traditionally consumed on its own or on ice, the spirit was originally created as an aperitivo or digestivo to aid in digestion before or after a meal. That said, it does add depth to cocktails and bartenders have created a number of drinks that feature chinar as the main ingredient. I plan to drink mine neat. I might mix it with some cola. That's intriguing. But I'll leave it up to you to search out the rest of the cocktail recipes should you want to mix it. So in summary, what do I think of Chinar? I'm glad I learned to pronounce it for one. <laughs> I always said Sinar. It looks like it should be Sinar in English, but indeed it's Chinar. Sound fancy a little bit saying Chinar, I guess if I were to order it. But those in the know that understand Italian know it's Chinar. I also like the one liter size. It feels like a little bit more of a value for your dollar. And being a low proof at 16.5% ABV, it's something you can drink fairly quickly or in larger quantities than you would a higher proof spirit. So the larger size, that makes sense. Also, the smoky bittersweet flavor is really good. I like it. I enjoy Amaro. This is probably a great one to start with if you want to try your first Amaro and you're not sure if you're going to like it. Order up some Chinar at a bar. Most places will have it. You can see it on the back bar if it is there. It's fairly common. Campari Group gets it out there quite a bit, so uh, it's mostly available globally. Otherwise, I like it. It's a nice, simple story, a nice drink to enjoy. Uh, the inventor took his money from selling the brand and went off and did all kinds of great things with it in his philanthropy with a utopian leaning. He was an early investor in electric cars and really thought that technology could solve a lot of mankind's problems and invested in that quite heavily. So you could read up more on him if you wanted to know. But uh, yeah, I guess this uh, liquor did some good. So that's going to do it for this episode of Liquor in the Core Connoisseur. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. Please subscribe and share. Show notes are on liquorinthecoreconnoisseur.com. You can find the show on your favorite podcast platform. I'm also active on social media. Instagram and Facebook are where I'm most active. I always love hearing from my listeners, so if you've got a spirit you'd like me to feature in an upcoming episode, please do reach out. And as always, thank you for listening. <laughs>